Welcome to the For the Throne Dynasty Podcast. Starring your defending champion, Randy of House Santarelli, Ryan of House Palmer, Logan of House Meyer, Tyler of House Para, Danny of House Sladke, Jake of House Hollyfield, Andy of House Pollock, Michael of House Sladke, Justin of House St. Peter, Steve of House Ellinger, Garrett of House Sturkin, and Will of House Larson. Welcome into our weekly episode of For the Throne podcast. This week we have an awesome episode coming your way. We are doing a mock draft for our actual rookie draft that is taking place on Saturday. We have a lot of members coming in from our league. As always, you'll be hearing from me and Will. Additionally, you're going to hear from mock drafters Michael Sladke, Danny Sladke, Ryan Palmer, and Andy Pollock. And then we're going to have a little peanut gallery from Randy. Will, are you ready for this? More than ready, man. Let's get it on. So we're just going to briefly go through our trades that happened. On our last episode, we talked about some trades that we thought were pretty big. Honey, you got a big storm coming. Primarily three big trades, but also three other minor trades that went down. So let's start it off here with a trade that went down between Sturk Daddy and Little Slads. Sturk Daddy acquired Jalen Hurd and sent away a second-round pick. Okay. Jalen Hurd was a rookie last year. He didn't play at all because of an injury. A lot of people were saying he could play some tight end and another tight end set with George Kittle. But he actually sends a second-round pick away to Little Slads. We already talked about he had many second-round picks in his basket, but he sends one away for Jalen Hurd to Little Slads. I guess Sturk Daddy got a little, I don't know, carried away or just bored with his second-round picks and felt, hey, maybe I can grab some value here at 208. So here comes in Jalen Hurd. Not sure what kind of a role he's going to have in that San Francisco offense, but, hey, it's just one of those maybe lottery ticket kind of a trades where maybe Sturk Daddy can get lucky with Jalen Hurd here. It could turn out right. I'm not saying it's a bad trade at all. It was just kind of a head-scratching, confusing move just because we know how big that this rookie draft is about to be. And he grabbed all these picks. We get into our second trade. And hey, 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 daddy. Adrian Peterson returns home to Randy Santarelli. So I sent AP. I sent a 2021 third round pick. 2020, so this year, fourth round pick. And I end up getting a 2020 third round pick. The 311. I get a 2020 fourth round pick. And a next year fourth round pick as well. Very minor, but, you know, I guess it's a decent sized package. I mean, there's future considerations in this deal. And I'm kind of looking at it from Randy's perspective like, huh? But I guess he can kind of have his fanboy back. Randalicious is a huge Viking fan. You know, I don't really know what, again, what kind of a role AP will have next year with the Redskins. For, for Randy's purposes, he's kind of like that guy on the Spirit Squad cheering his team along, hopefully to carry along another consecutive For the Throne championship. I did ask Randy, I said, is AP going to see your lineup? He said, if he has clinched the one seed and it's week 13, he will put AP in as his running back one. It doesn't matter. Oh, good God. I hope someone's playoff berth is not on the line because of that. <laughs> then we get into our third trade. Randy again, wheeling and dealing with D. Sladke this time. Randy acquires Dwayne Haskins, and now he has an entire court of quarterbacks. He has six quarterbacks on the roster, and he grabs Dwayne Haskins, okay, for a 2022 third. Yeah, I mean, it's, this, is a, this is a pick in two years, and you look at his quarterback room now, I guess – you know, you have John Gruden's quarterback room. We got Russell Wilson. We have Kyle Allen, who's now the backup. He's got Dwayne Haskins, Gardner Minshew, and Cam Newton, as well as Jared Stidham. That's six quarterbacks on his roster. I hope he realizes he can only start one quarterback a week. 
I don't know what Randy's plan is with these six quarterbacks, but I guess we'll have to wait and see what he what's up his sleeves. I have heard an inside scoop from the quarterback camp of Santorelli. Kyle Allen is looking like an automatic cut when free agency opens after our draft. That could bring him down to five quarterbacks. A very drastic move. You hate to see it. Getting into a medium-sized trade, yesterday I acquired A.J. Green from Danny Sladke for Mo Sanu and a 2023rd. Little backstory about this. Randy was trying to whip up a deal to get A.J. Green surrounding B.C. Johnson and picks. However, we saw on the sleeper chat that Slacky put him on the block, took him off the block, put him back on the block, and said, I changed my mind. However, the funniest part about this is Randy and D. Slacky were in the DMs, and D. Slacky told Randy, I just got an offer. I can't refuse. Randy told me today that he exploded when he saw that I was giving away most new as part of the deal. He said that BC Johnson, in his opinion, is more valuable than Mo Sanu. I love having A.J. Green on the team. Didn't play at all last year, but we know when he plays, he's a borderline wide receiver one, even at the age of 32. Heck, he's going to give Joe Burrow another option at wide receiver. I have to understand Randy's intellect there in thinking that B.C. Johnson might be a better wide receiver than Mohamed Sanu. But keep in mind this. Mohamed Sanu doesn't really have a quarterback throwing to him next year. I mean, he does, but we really don't know how good of a quarterback he's going to be. So I can understand this trade for from multiple perspectives. D. Slatke acquires a third-round pick in the process for this year, which he can definitely turn around and use on any of these valuable rookies or free agents. So I guess I can kind of look at that trade as maybe a win in Logan's favor because, hey, we all know the kind of receiver that A.J. Green can definitely be. Getting into our next trade then. Another trade involving me. And this time I acquired Travis Kelsey's Zeus to pair with Patrick Mahomes in exchange for Evan Ingram, this year's 205, and next year's third round pick from Andy. I know Sturk Daddy was furious about this. He sent me a message today saying it was complete BS. I said, you put that into a calculator, it equals out. It's not like I was ripping her off. She gets two picks to add to her rebuilding project and Evan Ingram, who is a young, budding star, win healthy. She does give away Kelsey, but she does get a pretty solid return for Travis Kelsey. I think from Andy's perspective right now, for how poor her season was last year, she needs to acquire picks. She needs to start over. You look at your tight end room now, and man, I love it. I see Travis Kelsey. I see Chris Herndon with the Jets. I also see Ian Thomas, who has a ton of upside with the Carolina Panthers. I could very well see this trade evening out as well. Evan Ingram, I was high on him last year. Suffered an injury bug like you had mentioned. But hey, you just give him his opportunities, and he's paired up with Daniel Jones. He can still be that great threat that's out there. Heck, he's still young. I believe he's still only 23 years old. He's the clear with George Kittle one and two tight ends in fantasy football. He is 30 on the opposite side. George Kittle's in his early 20s. I think I'm just a couple mini moves. If I get my flex in a good spot, I could be contending come playoff time. I'm pretty confident right now I should be in the playoffs. I'm not trying to be conceited, but I think my roster, I have the number one quarterback. I have the, the number two running back, and he's pretty much on the same tier. I have DeAndre Hopkins. I have Travis Kelsey now. The only worry, as we've mentioned before, is my depth. And then it happened. Andy sends away the most valuable player in fantasy football, Christian McCaffrey. And she sends it to the player in our league that has the most assets. We've talked about it in full. D. Sladke at one time had seven first-round picks, five second-round picks in the next three years. He had been rebuilding for the future. Late Friday night, he told me that he was going to make a run for Christian McCaffrey. He said that he got a little bit of convincing from his brother, Little Slads. We were in a group text, and Little Slads was pushing him because he knows how many assets he has. 
McCaffrey's still young. He's the best player in fantasy football. And it happened. The details include Danny gets Christian McCaffrey. That is the only part of the deal that he gets. He sends away John Brown. I know that you loved that part of the trade. I did. John Brown was on our trade episode last week, coming over from Little Slads. So that was a throw-in. So now she has 104, 106, and 111. She also gets a next year's second. She also gets a fourth in this year's draft, the 401. She also gets a 2021 first, which is Randy's. It's going to be a late pick. Additionally, she gets a 2021 first. That's either going to be a mid or a late pick from Little Slads. So she is getting in this deal one, two, three, four, five picks and John Brown for Christian McCaffrey. I can't believe it happened, but it did. Am I mad that I wasn't able to acquire Christian McCaffrey? Yes and no. Let me start with the yes. I started my negotiations with Andy the moment I saw that he was available. I thought there was a different team that was maybe in this league that could have offered something for him. And that's Justin St. Peter. Instead, Justin was completely against selling the farm. But I remember how close I was last year to potentially winning a championship. So I reached out to Andy. My initial move for Andy to acquire Christian McCaffrey, because I knew it was going to take a lot, involved something like this. I had my first this year, which is 102. I then had my first for 2021, as well as 2022. I also knew Andy needed a quarterback. She's only got one on her roster. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. So I threw in Teddy Bridgewater. Along with Teddy Bridgewater, I threw in Kareem Hunt. Now, when you hear that kind of a package for Christian McCaffrey, it doesn't sound like it's enough. Because that's true. You look at the best guy in Dynasty football, in Dynasty sports, it's Christian McCaffrey. And Andy kept asking, do you have more? Do you have more? And that involved picks. Now, I'm a kind of guy that loves development. I like developing my team, hanging on to my core guys, and doing the best that I could with the guys that I've drafted and developed. I believe in that kind of a philosophy. You might call me the Green Bay Packers because they like to do that way back in the day, especially when I started following the team. But I realized that I was not going to have what it was going to take to acquire Christian McCaffrey. I was willing to depart with Austin Eckler, but I just couldn't do it. In the end, I'm okay with this deal because I would have lost everything in the next three years when it came to making these picks. And Andy needed a trade like this in order to start all over. Now you look at it, she's got three first-round picks this year, which she can basically turn around and say, look, I'm going to find the rookies that I need to get back to my playing level of success. And I feel like she got a good deal here. Keep in mind, these Latke holds 101. And he was able to not deal that pick it's preposterous. to get this guy. So an incredible move on his behalf. I think in the end, this is going to be a deal that's going to work out for each side. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts here, Logan. Going back to him being able to keep the 101, additionally, I noticed that he kept, of his three picks next year, he kept his own. And I think his own is going to be the weakest, even with Christian McCaffrey. That's a pretty big win as well. Now, a little detail I heard. This is the part that was really confusing to me. D. Sladke also said he would be willing to send away Stefan Diggs on behalf of Andy sending a second back to D. Slads. He was even willing to take the latest one that she has. And Andy, being a Vikings fan, said she can't stand Stefan Diggs. I understand that completely. He's a big freaking baby. And very inconsistent when it comes to performing each and every week i drafted him i actually traded him away for julio jones that kind of interested me how she didn't want him and she'd rather have john brown maybe it was come down to the fact that not only does she not like him and she wanted to keep that player biased but also she wanted to keep a second round pick she wants to do the full rebuild she wants to keep that pick completely definitely could have happened another person that was involved in trade discussions with andy was stirk daddy and Stirk Daddy originally was looking at a package with Josh Jacobs. 
and that's huge. You know, Josh Jacobs is going to be one of the top running backs for a couple of years here. He just got him in last year's rookie draft. He traded up with St. Peter, and then St. Peter ended up getting Kyler Murray. Josh Jacobs, that would have been huge. And additionally, I think Andy would have gotten two or three firsts. I forgot what she told me specifically. But, man, that would have been the deal. I think if she could have pulled that off, that would have been the deal going forward. She would have had less picks, but a good running back. But then, I guess, Stirk Daddy had a little bit of cold feet. And he said, you know what, I don't want this. And he ended up changing the trade, and he tried giving away David Johnson. Like, you just completely changed the entire narrative of the trade. No kidding. So when she got that, she told me right away that she was not even worried about negotiating with him because David Johnson's on his way out. That was That's a complete changing of the running backs involved. I do think that she did get a very good deal. Clearly, D. Slacky got a very good deal as well. D. Slacky told me that the moment that he pulled off McCaffrey, he did two things. He popped a bottle of champagne, and he bought a Christian McCaffrey jersey online. Well-deserved. Way to go, D. Sladke. Now the ball's in your court, Andy. It's all about building your team the way that you want to do it and making sure you build it right. So I give you a lot of credit, and I can't wait to see how your team is going to look over the next couple of years. Andy has eight picks in this next draft. That's one-sixth of our entire draft. We're going to find out a little bit of who we could potentially see here drafting in our next portion, which is our mock draft. Let's bring them in. So we got everybody in now. We have six drafters. We have Randy as our peanut gallery. The reason he's the peanut gallery, he has literally no impact on this draft. He has a fourth pit round pick in the late, that's it. This is who's drafting for each of our people. Ryan is going to draft in the one spot and the 11. I am going to draft in the two spot and the eight. Little Slads, Michael is going to draft in the three and the 10. Will's going to draft in the 4 and the 9. D-Slads, Danny's going to draft in the 5 and the 6. And then Andy's going to draft in the 7 and the 12. So Andy's going to have a pretty heavy impact on Ryan's picks, seeing as she has all four of his in the last pick of the round. Will's going to be the MC for this episode. I'm going to be the one updating our little Google Sheet here, and that'll be that. Will, it's yours. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We have 12 teams in our league. Our rookie draft is four rounds. That being said, there'll be 48 picks taken tonight. And so without further ado, let's get her started. For us tonight at the first pick overall in the Fort of Throne rookie draft, we have at 101, D. Slacky. Basically, he needs to look for some running back death behind newly acquired Christian McCaffrey. He also could maybe use a wide receiver slated to the flex position. So without further ado, we'll let Ryan make the first selection. All right. Thank you, Will. As you alluded, he definitely needs running back help and wide receiver help here. Looking at his overall picks for this draft, he doesn't have too many. So with the first overall pick, I am going to go select CeeDee Lamb. My reason behind this, yes, he just acquired uh, Christian McCaffrey, great pickup, but he really needs a stable wide receiver, and I think C.D. Lamb will provide that to him. In Dallas, I think he's going to get a ton of targets. I think everyone else is kind of going to be irrelevant after this year, but that's just my bold prediction there. So with the first overall pick, East Lackey, I'm I'm picking C.D. Lamb for him. Kind of a shocker right away with 101 considering the good quality of running backs that are on the board as well as receivers, but understandably so with C.D. Lamb joining that highly potent Dallas Cowboys offense. Next up at 102, we have me. So looking at my team, I had a good season last year. Don't mean to toot my own horn. Some of my team needs coming forward here in 2020. I could definitely use some running back depth behind Austin Eckler. I could use a younger quarterback. In fact, my quarterbacks are Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I could also use some IDP depth 
in particular, a starting linebacker, somebody who can replace Luke Keekley. So without further ado, I will turn it over to Logan to make pick 102. Well, shit, if I'm Will, I am throwing a party at this exact moment. And the reason for that is CEH, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from the Chiefs, the only running back drafted in the first round, is here. Pair him with Patrick Mahomes. Damian Williams was awesome in the Super Bowl, but they're going to go with that young running back. I don't know if he'll be a workhorse right away, but he's going to be a great long-term prospect right away for Will. So, Will, congrats on Clyde Edwards. He lair. The streets will be pouring full of Bud Light Saturday night. Next up at 103, we have Sturk Daddy. So, looking at Sturk Daddy's needs, he could definitely use a reliable running back, an up-and-coming tight end, and definitely a quarterback, too, considering his two quarterbacks are Andy Dalton and Jacoby Brissett. Making pick 103 tonight is Michael. You know, that first pick really threw me off. But at three, I still think I'm going to go with Dobbins. And the reason for that, I like the Baltimore Ravens lineup. And I think Dobbins is going to replace Mark Ingram. I think Ingram's going to kind of phase out in the next year or two. And Dobbins is going to take over. We'll move over to 104 now. The first of many picks for Andy. So looking at Andy's roster, where could she use some help? Anywhere. So looking at her biggest three needs. She now needs a new star at running back. Christian McCaffrey was once hers, no longer. She could use a starting quarterback because Jimmy Garoppolo is the only starting quarterback on her roster. Also looking at her team, she could use some IDP depth and, or possibly a, an up-and-coming wide receiver. Making this pick tonight at 104 is yours truly. So when I look at the board already, we have CeeDee Lamb taken followed by our next run of two running backs with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and J.K. Dobbins. At 104, Who's stepping in to be the McCaffrey replacement? At 104, I have a kind of tough decision here. I'm thinking here I'll probably go running back. So with that pick at 104, I gladly take Jonathan Taylor, who is a member of the Indianapolis Colts. Now keep in mind, basically a similar running back to what Marlon Mack was, but he compliments him so well. And I think Jonathan Taylor can obviously duplicate his success that he had in college to the professional level. So with that, I defend my reason for Jonathan Taylor at 104. Next up, we have 105, a pick that belongs to our buddy Tyler. So looking at his team needs, Tyler could definitely use a younger proven wide receiver, possibly a future starting tight end, or he could look at a rookie quarterback who might have the potential of starting this year. Making that pick tonight is Danny. Well, you look at lefties receivers, and he's got a few veteran receivers on the roster, and Brandon Cooks and Julian Edelman. The I'm Adam Thielen as well. I'm going to go with Jerry Judy of the Denver Broncos. I think he'll be an instant number two receiver next to Courtney Sutton and eventually move his way up into the one spot. So with the fifth pick, I'm going Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy becomes the second wide receiver taken off our board tonight. We now move to 106, another pick made tonight by Danny and the second of Andy. So looking at Andy's team and her newly acquired draft picks, she just dealt Christian McCaffrey to yours truly. Looks like she's in desperate need of a running back. So this is an easy decision for me. With the sixth pick, I'm going to go DeAndre Swift. So Andy takes back-to-back -back running backs right away to kick off this draft. What a fucking start to her draft. We now move to 107 with Justin St. Peter. In fact, he's got the next three consecutive picks. So what could Justin need right now? Justin could definitely use a starting, reliable running back. He just dealt Kamara to Ryan, as a matter of fact. He could use some IDP death. And he definitely could use a kicker. His kicker is Robbie Gold. So without further ado, Andy, please make the selection at 107. Yeah, so like you said, definitely needs a reliable running back. And with that being said, I'm going to go with Keyshawn Vaughn. I think that he will be an immediate impact in Tampa Bay. Keyshawn Vaughn has the luxury of having Tom Brady right there in Tampa Bay as well. Who knows what his role in that new offense will look like, but definitely a good pick. We now move to 108. Another pick for Justin, 
made by Logan. Best player available. Yeah. Where he goes. I agree. One of these picks. I think personally that the best available on the board right now is Cam Akers. And the running backs are kind of tiered into four guys at the top, and then it drops off into Vaughn. Cam Akers, I think, would be a great pick for St. Peter. I know where you were leaning, Randy, but guess what? He's got two more coming up. So I'm going to go with Cam Akers. They do have Daryl Henderson, but I like Cam Akers. They had a shit line at Florida State, and he showed out. So that's my pick for Justin. So two straight running backs for Justin, definitely addressing that need for a reliable starting running back. He's now got his third pick in a row in the first round at 109. He's got to go wide receiver here. If I had my choice, at 109, I would take Justin Jefferson, now with the Minnesota Vikings. Justin, Je- Justin Jefferson was drafted to basically replace Stephon Diggs. I think he's going to fit in right away in Minnesota, and he's definitely going to have a good rookie year. Justin has an awesome first round, grabbing two running backs that he desperately needs, as well as grabbing a wide receiver from this talented pool of wide receivers in Justin Jefferson. We now have gone to 110 in the first round, the second pick for Sturk Daddy. Here's Michael. I'm going to go with Jalen Rieger. I'm thinking he's going to be a huge target for Carson Wentz. And he'll definitely be a top receiver on that team with all the injuries those receivers get on the Eagles. Jalen Rieger is going to be an immediate impact. I think he'll have a great year in Philly as well. I remember that again, that first playoff game in Philadelphia when when they were playing the Seahawks and they definitely could have used some help there. I'm kind of excited to see how that Eagles offense will look and he definitely fits the mold there and he should get good numbers in his first year in Philadelphia. At 111, we move to Andy's third pick, and on the board to make this pick is Ryan. With this pick, I am going to select Henry Ruggs from the newly Vegas Raiders. Definitely going to bring some depth to the wide uh, wide receiver position for her. Actually, just going to be a great overall rookie season. Tons of speed, getting down the field pretty fast. So Henry Ruggs, the third. With the last pick in the first round, we move to Ryan's team. So some team needs of Ryan include just retooling his defense because I'll say this right now from my perspective, I feel as though Ryan still has a pretty complete roster, even with a couple of his transactions that he just made. And he's got pick 112. As you mentioned, doesn't need too much. Might be a bit early, but going to go with Chase Young. Wow. Chase Young in the first round. Urban Meyer said today he's the most talented guy to go with into the NFL in quite some time. So That is a bold move. We'll see if that pays I'll off for Ryan. We now begin the second round where we're at the first pick for Bucks in Six, our co-host here the on the Fourth of the Throne podcast. So looking at Logan's roster, where did I feel as though he could use some help? Definitely at the wide receiver position. He does need a good running back behind Saquon, though we're looking at the running back board that list is starting to deteriorate. You could also use a solid IDP bench piece as well. So Ryan, you'll be making pick 201 tonight for Logan. As you mentioned, Logan definitely needs a little bit more wide receiver depth. And with this pick, I select T Higgins. I think he's going to have a, again, a good rookie year with Joe Burrows going to hopefully develop some chemistry and especially with some question marks around AJ Green health and you know his longevity with the Cincinnati Bengals I will select T Higgins at 201. 202 belongs to Little Slads we don't we have not mentioned Little Slads team and his team needs so let me get started some of his team needs include finding a good flex piece maybe again some future development on that taxi squad and maybe looking for that future quarterback once Fitz Magic leaves or retires because after all he is in his 40s Logan will be making that pick at 202, so I'd be curious to see what that pick will be. Very easy pick. Little Slaz does not have much depth at quarterback. He's told me he's locked in. He's taken the Tiger King. 5,000 yards passing, 60 touchdowns, Joe Burrow. Quite the steal in round two, if you ask me. Next up at 203 is another one of Andy's selections. Michael, you're on the clock. 
right, I'm going to go with Denzel Mims. I can't believe he dropped this far. He's going to be the number one receiver on the Jets. He's going to be a great target for Darnold. He's going to – I think he's going to get a lot of receptions each game, a lot of targets. I think it'll be a nice pickup for them. Denzel Mims is probably my top receiver off this board, aside from CeeDee Lamb as well as Jerry Judy. I just love everything about Denzel Mims, even if he was going up against Big 12 secondary. We now have 204 on the board, and that is a selection that I will be making tonight. Just looking at the first round, just to recap, Stirk Daddy grabbed J.K. Dobbins and Jalen Rieger. So I'm thinking at 204, Stirk Daddy would be totally satisfied if he took Tua. If he takes Tua from the University of Alabama. Again, there's some injury concern there, but I think he could make an impact here in year one. And he's just right there and available. I think he would fit the need that Stirk Daddy would need here. So Tua at 204. That's a good pick there because he certainly can't be confident in Jacoby Brissett and Andy Dalton, two backup (laughs) quarterbacks, as his backup quarterback in fantasy. You know, I got a QB factory going, uh, Stark, if you have any interest. uh, (laughs) But, yeah, good pick. Uh, I I know how to exactly pronounce Tua Tungo-Vailoa's last name, only because I memorized it like I memorized Giannis's last name. Hoping to be a charger. And here I fucking am with Justin Herbert's trash ass. 205 belongs to Andy. She's on the clock again. I can't believe it. Here comes Danny with her selection. Well, if you look at the roster, I'm kind of leading. She has one quarterback who, you know, hasn't really proven himself in, in the league yet in Jimmy G. With the fifth pick in the second round, I am going to select Justin Herbert. Bolt up. <laughs> I think he'll be a good addition to the, to the team and can make an immediate impact. I will say it's kind of cool that Justin Herbert, when he was in elementary school, I don't know if you guys remember those little sheets of paper you had to fill out and you say, like, what you were, what you want to be when you're older. Like, he said he's going to be an NFL quarterback, and he said his favorite NFL team at that time was the San Diego Chargers. That's a bolt up if I've ever seen it. Two quarterbacks have just gone off the board here at 204 and at 205 we now move to 206 a pick for lefty made by danny all right with this pick i'm looking at the best available on the board and i'm still i'm still seeing some young receiving talent that could benefit his team in the years to come so with this pick i'm going to select michael Pittman of the indianapolis colts at 207, Stirk Daddy has yet another pick. This pick will be made by Andy. So he just got his QB2. Needs a reliable running back. Going to go with A.J. Dillon. Clearly the Packers see something in him, so we will see what that is. That That's assuming that the Packers are doing a good job with their talent evaluation. Probably Skull. not. Maybe the Packers are looking into the future, looking at future contract considerations. I'd be curious to see how A.J. Dillon has a role in the Packers' offense next year. Personally, I don't see it, but maybe they see something that I don't. At 208 is Little Slads, a pick that will be made by Logan. Little Slads here. Sees a couple nice pieces on the board. I think he's going to need another wide receiver to add to his core. And there's one on there. That's in a nice spot as the wide receiver two for the San Francisco 49ers. Little Slads is going to take Brandon Ayuk. Next up we have at 209, Spaceballs. So Spaceballs is new to our league. He joined at the end of last season. So what are some team needs for our good old buddy Spaceballs? Well, first of all, hopefully he can respond to direct messages and or trades. He's still learning Sleeper. Just send him a better trade offer. As as a league here, we'll hopefully get him on that same page. He could definitely use a reliable running back outside of Ezekiel Elliott, and he also could use a starting defensive back or some IDP depth. So looking at his roster, he could definitely use some depth behind Ezekiel Elliott, though you look at the running back board, it's starting to get pretty thin. He could go wide receiver, but he's pretty much set there if you look up and down his roster. 
So if I'm making the move here, I think that Spaceballs should go with Zach Moss, running back out of Utah. Next up is pick 210, a pick that is Will's that will be made by Michael. All right. So looking at Will's team there, he definitely needs some running backs behind Eckler and his newly acquired CEH. So I'm going to go with Antonio Gibson from the Redskins. He'll be a nice little pickup, nice little player that can catch out of the backfield, really create some space, get those extra yards. Thank you. At 211, we have the first pick made by Cascade Bear. He could definitely use a younger tight end behind Mark Andrews. He still does have a pretty good core there, but some things to keep in mind as Jimmy Graham is getting older. He also has uh, some quarterback issues as well, in my opinion, just looking at his team right now. He's got Drew Locke. He's also got guys like Derek Carr, as well as Baker Mayfield coming off of down years. He now has Jameis Winston on his team, or he had Jameis Winston on his team last year, now in a backup role with the Saints. So I feel like he definitely could look at a quarterback if it is available, though we just saw the top three in this rookie class go off the board. I also have a note here for running back solidification, because if you look at his team, he's got guys that might be in a holdout next year with Joe Mixon. He also has Marlon Mack in the last year of his contract. Making this pick for Cascade Bear is Ryan. Yeah, as you mentioned, Will, looking at his roster, definitely needs a little bit of help with the tight end situation. He doesn't have too many picks this year as he has two-fourths. So I'm going to go with Cole Komet, maybe a little too early right now, but I think he really needs to have a decent uh, tight end for the future. I know uh, the Bears have about, what, 60 tight ends on their roster. I really think Cole Komet will end up shaking out to be the number one tight end on that team. I'm going to go with Cole Komet. The Bears have nine tight ends on their roster. We can only hope that this one will pan out for Bear Down. At 212 is Ryan, a pick that will be made by Andy. He already got his IDP death, so we're going to go with Ryan Edwards. We now shift to the third round. 301 belongs to Little Slads, and it's going to be a pick made by Ryan. Little Slads. Definitely needs a little bit more uh, depth. I'm going to go with DJ Dallas, uh, running back from Seattle. I think he'll uh, play nicely in his roster and maybe even attack his squad. We shift to 302, a pick that belongs to Lefty, and that will be made by Logan. Little Slads is going to hate this pick, but I'm taking best available on the board. I'm taking Derrick Henry's handcuff, Darrington Evans out of Appalachian State. I think that when you can pick up a top handcuff like that in a third or fourth round it would be like a real good pick like you saw like alexander madison um was a third round pick in our draft last year by will and you know he's probably a top five handcuff so getting a pick like that and handcuffs for top five running backs in third or fourth round real good move we now move to pick 303 which belongs to andy yes she still has picks and this pick tonight will be made by Michael. You know, looking at the board, and she took Mims and Ruggs early on. She's got Swift and Taylor. They're wide receivers. She's got picks left to spare. I'm going to go with Anthony McFarland. I think that's going to be the best available running back. I think that's a running back that has a chance to get some playing time immediately this year. So that's probably the best running back available now. We moved to pick 304 which belongs to D Slatkey that I will be making on his behalf. So with the first overall pick, he took CD lamb in a shocker. I look at the boards right now. I mentioned that he could use some running back depth behind run CMC. I do not like the running back depth that's out there right now. I'd see some big names still on the board under the wide receiver position. I'm thinking at pick 304, D Slatkey is going to take LaVisca Chenault who is now with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'd be curious to see with his development, what his role will be and how he'll fit that Jacksonville offense. At 305, Ryan's got another pick. This pick will be made by Danny. Well, this is a guy I'm very excited about in this draft. And I think he is a very underrated receiver based off of talent-wise and all the top lists. I believe Prince Palmer is going to select 
Van Jefferson of the Los Angeles Rams. He impressed everybody in the combine. He's got some elite speed and some say even the potential to have elite route running ability. Uh, McVay loves him. Goff's going to love him. I think that's a good pick. I think it's a great pick as well. Moving to 306 tonight, we have Spaceballs with his second pick. And this uh, pick will be again made by Danny. So looking at Spaceballs' team and his needs, see he has some IDP depth that he could use. So with this pick, I think Isaiah Simmons uh, of the Arizona Cardinals would benefit him most. At Clemson, he played five positions. Dabo and the defensive uh, staff had him working. Cliff's looking to solidify him as one position, as a, as a single position player. And I think he's going to dial it in. He's going to be a good player. I think he definitely fits baseball's needs as well, as far as versatility. He can start him at that IDP position. And I think right away from day one, he's going to be uh, a really fun player to watch. We now move to pick 307. A second consecutive pick made by Spaceballs to be made tonight by Logan. Denver had a complete revamping of their wide receiver core. KJ Hamler out of Penn State. He is fast. He runs incredible fly routes. I think he's going to be a great tool to add with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. Broncos are on the rise. Hate to say it, but here we are. Another threat to the Chiefs in the AFC West. The Denver Broncos. Shout out Joe Berkland and Joe Wonder Sports. At 308, it is my pick, which will be made by Logan. I wonder what pick he'll take here. Easy pick. Will's Minnesota. Hell yes. Hell yes. Will's a Minnesota Golden Gopher fan. He wants his hands all over this dude. Tyler Johnson is ending up on Will's roster. He can't be happier. Roll the boat, Skyma, go Gophers. I couldn't be more excited for this pick. I now have to make the selection at 309 for lefty. So just looking at his roster again, he could definitely use a tight end. Looking at who is available and seeing how much Bill Belichick utilizes the tight end in his offense, Devin Asiasi will be the second tight end taken off the board tonight. We move to 310, my second pick of the third round tonight being made by Michael. All right, I'm going to go with Jordan Love. I think he's going to be, I mean, he's going to be the starting quarterback when Rodgers ends up leaving or retiring. And I think Stash and Jordan Love on that taxi squad is going to benefit you very greatly in the future. And to tell you the truth, I, I've been thinking about where Jordan Love will fall. And I have decided I do want to take a quarterback in this rookie draft. I don't know if he's the quarterback I would take, but he's definitely an interesting prospect. I, I do understand the Packers' way of thinking here by tanking him, especially in the first round. I, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Of course, think, Randy. Of course, Randy won't be. I think this is a really good pick in terms of like fantasy uh, standpoint. So, uh, I think that there's a number of players that have gone before Love here. I think that Love should be more so of a like a late second round pick, not a late third. And, I mean, the potential is there for where it's not as much with you know maybe the a backup tight end on a team or uh, a hopeful idp i think that getting someone who based on the draft capital that they invested in him will be a starter in about two years there's so, so much higher of a ceiling with that pick so real, real good fantasy pick at 311 we move to Logan's pick here in the third round, a pick that'll be made by Ryan. So in this pick, I'm going to go defense. So Derek Brown from the Carolina Panthers, a huge impact player for them, especially going to be one of the most competitive divisions, I think, this coming season with a bunch of losses from the Carolina defense, Keekly obviously retiring and a bunch of uh, players shipping out. I think he's going to be just racking up the, the tackles and uh, even some sacks here. So. Derek Brown becomes the third defensive player taking, taken in tonight's draft. We move to the final pick of the third round. It belongs to Ryan. It'll be made by Logan. We have not seen any vets yet been drafted in this draft. Right now, Ryan's starting tight end is Zach Ertz. Kind of iffy on his health last year. There's one vet on the board that is the clear-cut 
starting tight end for the Atlanta Falcons. He's taken on Austin Hooper's role. I really like him in that offense. I think at this late in the draft, it's perfectly fine to take a vet as long as he's going to be a solid piece. With Ryan's pick here, I'm taking Hayden Hurst from Atlanta. We're in the home stretch of tonight's mock draft, and we're sitting at 401, a pick that belongs to Andy. That pick tonight will be made by Ryan. Yeah, in this pick, I'm going to just stack the depth on Andy's team as she needs it. So with this pick, I'm going to go with the best available in uh, Joshua Kelly to give her some more depth and potentially even a taxi squad player for the future. Joshua Kelly is the next back that is taken off the board. We move to 402, a pick that belongs to Little Slads. That'll be made by Logan tonight. I think he's got to go with my guy. I hate saying it, but he's going to take Antonio Gandy-Golden, the big Kenny Galladay-compared wide receiver red zone threat for the Washington Redskins out of Liberty. We have moved to Andy's final pick tonight at 403. Michael, who will she be taking at 403? I'm going to go with Devin Duvernay from the Baltimore Ravens. I think he's going to be a good target for uh, Lamar Jackson, a nice little slot receiver that's going to be able to get those passes underneath while you got Hollywood Brown going deep. I think he'll see a lot of targets. Devin Duvernay starred at Texas and could be a good pick at 403. At 404, we move to Cascade Bears' second pick. I'm thinking here he might be able to go running back. So here at 404, I will be taking Eno Benjamin, who is with the Arizona Cardinal. He's got back-to-back picks, so he'll be picking again at 405. Right now, we're starting to Drew Locke. With this pick, I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia uh, Eagles. I think what they have there is a little uh, one-two punch. Uh, Jalen Hurts can be used in different formations around, and Carson Wentz, you know, oftentimes injury-prone. So it's nice to have a nice backup um, for the Eagles, and I think it's going to fit Cascade Bears team uh, pretty nicely. Danny picks for us again at 4.06, this time for Spaceballs. Look at the receiving list, uh, best available. This is a guy that might not uh, be taken right away, but I believe is a hit or miss, and that is Quintez Cephas from the University of Wisconsin. You look at him when he was on the field, he had some of the best hands on the field. Obviously, he had a some tough legal issues going on last season, but um, when healthy, I think he'll be he'll be a stud. We move to Stirk Daddy's last selection, his pick at 407. Logan, who will he be taking here? Stirk Daddy is ecstatic. Chase Claypool is still on the board, and he was taken in the second round by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Big Ben is going to be healthy again. I think that's a really good pick. Pair him with Juju, James Washington, Deontay Johnson. Great pick. Not, not a bad way to end your draft. So way to go, Stirk Daddy. Hey, we've reached somebody that hasn't made a pick yet tonight, and he's sitting in our peanut gallery. Oh yeah. That person is Randalicious. Who could the champion of our league take with this selection? So his team needs. He's got six quarterbacks on his roster. Does he need another? Guess we'll find out. Randy could also use some future assets, though he really doesn't have them after making all the trades that he did. But hey, it helped him out. He won the championship. I personally think Randy could use a little help rebuilding his defense, but that's totally to his discretion. Let's see what pick Randy will be making here at 408. Will it be an auto pick or will it be a legit pick? He's already livid that the Vikings didn't take him with 15 picks. He's been in the market for a tight end. For months, he is not making the same mistake that Minnesota made. He is, the horn. he is taking the current tight end one of the Washington Redskins. He's taking ya boy Thaddeus Moss. So I would be pretty excited if that did happen. Um, you know, I'm not going to throw any smoke screens like some of you guys. I mean, I got one pick. If it happens, it happens. Still look, looking for a good uh, tight end. I mean, Goddard was a top 10 tight end, but obviously he splits a lot of time and, you know, just kind of hopeful that uh, something of Blake Jarwin or Will Disley uh, can end up being something. So I feel like uh, tight end is my worst position. Got to keep investing in it. Randy, that was a great pick. At 409, 
The pick belongs to Ryan, but I will be making it on his behalf. Looking at his roster up and down, I still think Ryan is pretty set with his wide receivers. He grabbed Van Jefferson in this draft. He also grabbed Hayden Hurst in this draft as well. I'm not sure where he could go with 409, but he could definitely get a little exotic if he wanted to. I think at 409, he'll be taking Javon Kinlaw, who is currently ranked fourth down on our list of IDPs. I think Javon Kinlaw is a great pick and could have an impact right away from a fantasy standpoint. Hey, Javon Kinlaw in the actual NFL draft. He's my second favorite defensive player behind Chase Young. Javon Kinlaw as a pass rusher is a force to be reckoned with. That would be an outstanding pick. We now move to D. Sladke, who will be picking at 410, a pick that will be made by his brother. Yeah, he is absolutely jumping off of his seat right now that this man is still available on the board. He loves Jeff Okuda. The man is going to Woo! cause the Packers some issues this year, and he loves Jeff Okuda as his defensive player pick. I think just from hearing that reaction, he's pretty ecstatic, especially getting him in the fourth round. At 4-11, we move to Logan's pick, a pick that will be made by Ryan. Yeah, so in this pick... I, this is honestly my favorite uh, IDP, and I think this guy is going to be just a monster. In Baltimore, I think they had a phenomenal draft. Uh, I'm going to double down here. Uh, Logan's going to be set up real nice with some IDPs, especially with this. Uh, I think this uh, season going to be very competitive. It's going to come down to a couple points. So Patrick Queen, um, in my opinion, one of the best young linebackers I've seen. Um in the last couple of years, I think he's going to be a day one, just impact player for them. And, uh, you know, he's going to, he's going to do some damage. So the uh, 11th pick in the fourth round, Patrick Queen. We move to the final pick of our 2020 for the throne mock draft. That pick belongs to Ryan. This pick will be made by Logan. Logan, who is tonight's mystery relevant? Get your popcorn ready. Because this guy's a show. With the last pick, Ryan is going to take a guy that snuck into the seventh round to my Los Angeles Chargers. Packer fans were not happy that they passed on him like three or four times. He is electric from Ohio State. Ryan is ending up with K.J. Hill, Los Angeles Chargers. That concludes tonight's mock draft. So get your popcorn ready. It should be a wild ride.